0: Guest Allison. Guest Allison Ramsey is with us, and she is the founder of Empire Life, which is empirelife.com, right? Yep, yeah. Empire Life Academy. Empire Life Academy, thank you.com. And so I'll let you tell some more detail, but what I have um, learned thus far is that your company guides entrepreneurs in scaling their online empires. So you help with step-by-step tech, lots of tech. So tell us more, tell us more about your business overall.
1: Yes, thank you for having me, Kate. And I, it's always a pleasure speaking with you and how many things we resonate on and happy to be here. Empire Life is a tech and digital marketing company. I'm also a software developer and college professor um, lately, or the last three years, I started Empire Life about seven years ago now with the intention to provide the system, strategy, and structure primarily for female business owners to be able to scale their online businesses. Uh, when I was first starting, this is my third tech company, and when I was going about my in my first one, how do I create this impact online, I found that there was, it was very limited resources that I felt like I had access to. And a lot of moving pieces, which I'm sure that all of you are experiencing as you're listening to this, email marketing, your sales funnel, your all your social media platforms. How do you keep all those moving pieces going? What do you need to be putting on all of them? How do they work together synergistically? It felt... I would say completely overwhelming and who, who do I actually ask? Who can mentor me or coach me in these things? Who's already done this before? And preferably, I really wanted to, when I first started have a female mentor and I found that in almost impossible to find. And, and that it, was
0: seven years ago that, that it was-, was the, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, okay. Fast forward, that's really my highest intention is to be mm. that woman that other business women can turn to as a in a mentor in a mentor and coaching role to say i've done all of these things i know how all of these fit together and the easiest possible flowing way and where to focus your strategy and implement this to, to super scale to where you want to go and scaling of course looks different for every woman listening to this that might be I want a little bit more free time I want to delegate more some common themes that come up for my clients I want a larger team I need to know what to tell my teammate if I do hire this teammate well first of all what who is the teammate that they're actually needing to hire and how what kind of questions do they answer or they ask and then how do they want them to be answered for their teammate and and then how do they delegate to them and delegating is I feel like also a spiritual mindset shift that, and how do they want to feel? Why do they want to scale their company and how they want to feel at the, as they're scaling it? Yeah,
0: I love it. You know, you of course mentioned mindset shift because we just, <laughs> we've been talking a lot about that already today and we'll definitely dive into that. I also love that you mentioned that everyone's, every female entrepreneurs, um, and I experienced this with my clients, like every one of our clients empire or epic mom life, right? Like I call it looks a little bit different and that's okay. We all have a different version of what we want that end goal to be. So, you know, the, I think at the core of all this is there is no one right answer, right? But All of your experience, especially on the tech side, right, because you clearly have that expertise and that skill set that I think a lot of women um, don't really, you know, they're kind of afraid of. Mm -hmm. And so with that expertise, what would you say are some of the really important considerations for these moms I know we have in this group who you know, they want to be the badass CEO, they are ready, they're committed, but they're a little bit concerned with how to put all these pieces together. Like what should they prioritize? So let's say they're maybe coming up to the six figure mark or, you know, 50k is definitely on the horizon, or maybe they've surpassed that. And they're really looking to like replace their corporate income with their business. What tech pieces should they be prioritizing?
1: they need to have audit more automations or systems in place. So mm-hmm. that definitely needs to be a priority. And I know that word I've had a lot of pushback sometimes in different communities that we, we don't approve of automations. We don't like that. What I mean when I say that is systems that happen when, while you sleep, Mm. And uh, I'll Mm -hmm. give an example of that. It happened for me the other day. I have a free course on my website. And I now I'm a best-selling author as well. Congrats! (laughs) Thank you. There was a lady, an incredible woman. She bought my book. She found my book through like one of my online platforms. She went and bought the book. And then she read some of my story. She went to my website, which is in the book. And she got the free course. Then she got enrolled in the email sequence, which is tied to ConvertKit on the back end. Love ConvertKit. (laughs) I love ConvertKit. And then she made a complimentary strategy session with me because she was offered that after the free course. And then we were on the complimentary strategy session. And nothing, nothing I I did in all and while my, you were sleeping, while I was sleeping, yes. I woke up. I woke up to see the meeting, and I'm, I was like, "Wow, this is how it's supposed to work. This feels so good. This is what this this is what it's about."
0: Yeah, and that's amazing.
1: The yeah. only the only thing that I needed to to look at then at that point was who who is this woman? Who is this incredible woman that wants to have some time with me? And then I went and looked at her social media platforms so I could know who I was about to get on the call with. But all those other steps, like those 10 other steps that she went through and finding me and all, then making the appointment, all of those were already set up for her to to go through. That's what I mean when I say automations. And I know those, those, I, I also say that those are a little bit of a front loading kind of task so it might feel that you're doing a lot of work up front at the beginning but then if you can release that and it's flowing that's what that's what's really that's where the magic happens I feel on the tech side we can make these systems work for us and they're consistently working and like a like a flywheel or a well-oiled machine and somebody comes in at the third step or they, they wanna be a one-on-one client and they don't want the course, you know, then there's another avenue for them to go down. But I think to go back to the foundation of what are the different client pathways and really map if those are three different ones, I, I would say focus on one to three full client pathways.
0: And everything that your
1: ideal client is going to experience, let's say in those one to three pathways, what do they get? How much access do they get to you as the business owner? And what do you feel is comparable for the energy exchange in that? And really put yourself in the client's position. And if, and if you're not able to do that, maybe grab somebody, grab a friend or, or someone who is your ideal client and say, I I really want to ask you some questions. Can I get on like a 15 minute call with you and tell you what I do for a client and get your feedback on it and take them through the client journey. This is, these are all the topics that we're going to cover. Or am I forgetting something Do you feel like this is a good price for me to charge for this? Is this something that you yourself would, would do? I'm not asking you to do it. I'm trying to sell you anything, but would you do this? What feedback? And that takes a lot of vulnerability. When I first start working with clients or having, supporting them one-on-one, that is one of the first steps to get 10 to 20 people of their ideal clients' feedback. It could be previous clients. Or if they don't have the, uh, enough of those yet to ask, then they need to grab someone from one of their online communities and, and get vulnerable with them. But the first step is mapping out those client pathways, putting yourself in the client, the user experience, how did they feel when they're going through the process? What, what might you be missing? And from there, the tech comes into that pathway Of which Mm. emails do you want them to receive as they're going through this pathway? What bonuses, promotions, how can you just keep giving back to them? But in a way that once they get on that track, there's not much that you have to do. You're not manually that. That's how my brain works. That's what I'm always thinking. Like how can I not manually do things as much as possible? Because that's the way you can really scale and Let's say a client gets on an email sequence and they're getting an online course once a week. But once they're on that, you're not the one who has to send them that online course once a week or access to that or reminding them and they get bonuses throughout the sequence. right? Mm-hmm. That could be 50 people are on that, that sequence and they're getting reminders. They know how to if you have a, like a one-on-one appointment with them within that package, they know how to do that with you. You think through everything that they might question and put those into the emails, or into the messages. And maybe they're in a Facebook group where you're going live so many times um, a month and they get the link in that email to that Facebook group, There's anything that you can think of that they may ask, which takes experience of knowing what right. the Q&As are going to be, mm-hmm. a, a beta test of it first, and then kind of gather those Q&As, put those into the emails. But when you start thinking within that way, another thing to focus on is what I do for one client, I need to be able to do for 50, or I need to be able to do for 10, I need to be able to do for 50. So if you think about it in that way of the scaling, Mm -hmm. you can have 50 people in a program on a certain email sequence within, they know the parameters of exactly how, what, how they're going to have access to you, where they need to go. Oh, that, that feels really good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's incredible.
0: And I love what you said is that there's, there's going to be some front-loading work, right? So the the key is that the tech isn't going to be the solution it's going to be the the like connector of all Mm -hmm. these pieces but first we have to come from the perspective of our clients right and understand what the pathway is that we're taking them on and that takes a little bit of trial and error right that takes that initial manual or at a minimum research like you said to get inside their head and what is the experience that we want them to have as we nurture them right on this journey toward a purchase of any kind is that we have to like, we have to think from their perspective. And so I liken it to, cause we have a lot of clients who are moms is that like, if we didn't have certain clothes in certain drawers for our kids, right? From when they're little, or we didn't have a step-by-step, here's what we do to get ready in the morning to get out the door. And we just like, it was a free-for-all every day, (laughs) Mm -hmm. figure it out, you know, but we gotta get out the door but we didn't give them a step-by-step process and we didn't guide them through these steps and we gave them no structure. It would be very difficult for us to get them to do what we want, right? Which is just get out the door and go to school. So we have to create that structure. We have to create that framework and that system for Mm -hmm. clients in the same way. We just don't want to like throw it at them and then, you know, cross our fingers. So there is a lot of like putting some pieces in place and structure first before we're even ready to put the tech pieces, you know, or expect the tech to solve it for us. And then some of that testing, like you said, a beta.
1: So I love it. Yes. And I I agree. And being open to feedback for, for example, the first time I did, I have a mastermind for really successful women to talk through all these things that we're, that we're talking about. And they get access to a few online courses. And then there's the group coaching calls. And the first time I ran that in 2018, I was really open. I think being vulnerable and open to feedback too, of, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I didn't tell you X, Y, Z. Cause you think I'm thinking about every possible thing. Even when you go through that, there's still maybe a few links that maybe you thought, Oh, I thought I already Mm -hmm. told them and three emails back and I need to tell them again. I was going to also reiterate that what to focus on, on social media is, don't feel like you're being salesy people need to be told again and then told again and then told again and it's the same thing when you have a program you need to keep giving them the resources and the links even if you feel like i already told them this in this other email but they they probably need it again or they will be asking
0: <laughs> so there me, are
1: distractions
0: pulling their attention away at exactly. every touch point so 100 percent, yeah mm-hmm. I, you know what I would love for you to talk about too because as you know you're working with clients right and you're testing all of these pieces there are going to be things that happen that come up that aren't done correctly right like there are mistakes that are made along the way there are things that like check boxes that we didn't quite cover and this is something that, for me, has been one of those mindset shifts along the way. Is that when we want to create massive results, we have to be willing to take massive action, and mm-hmm. it's not always going to be an A plus, yes. <laughs> right? And so, from someone who always was a good student and recovering perfectionist, one hundred percent, I talk about this a lot. So much of this fear of getting it wrong or like making a mistake would keep me from even putting things out there. And once I started to like get past that fear and just be like, this can be fun and it may not be perfect the first time, but I'm gonna put it out there. That's when the, the massive growth actually started to happen. So can you speak to a little bit of like what happens for a lot of your clients as they're like getting to these next levels and they're maybe f- have fear of like, you know, what it's gonna be like if there's a mistake or some- a link doesn't work or something like that?
1: I, come yes, I am a recovering perfectionist myself and straight A student and super ambitious. I have learned, I I agree with you on the magic happens when we say, let's see how this goes. (laughs) I I know I can do this. I know I have the skills or the resources or the people on my team that I can rely on and delegate to. Let's do this. Like we're doing it. And Really calling it into action I am there in our affirmations like I am a successful business owner or I I have money flow to me easily money flows in easily like really calling that owning it first of all and I've seen huge transformations with my clients well as I own it myself right first starts with with us allowing that space for ourselves and I'll give one, I have a testimonial on my website of one of my clients recently. She was already a six-figure earner when she came to have us support her, but she was really resistant or hesitant to start an online community. She said, I'm worried about having consistent leads for the duration of my business. So we reach, like you had said on my life, sometimes we reach a limit within how much we can do Oh, we needed to look at scaling her team. Well, I am her, her mentor, her business coach and mentor for her for her amazing company that she's running and looking at how can she delegate better? What areas does she need to to maybe hire out or bring in more people? And how can we actually build this online community? But where did we need to start? We needed to start, wh- who is the woman? Or, or do you want it to be women and men? She decided she wanted it to be all women, which she which felt really vulnerable also for me to make that proclamation to the world. So first of all, I was like, okay, it's going to be all women. Well, what's, what's kind of the age group that you want this woman? Like really getting clear about who is that? avatar of who's going to be in your online community. And when she opened it would or and then what's the mission and vision? What's the intention that you're putting into the world of what now these women are going to receive in your group? And I think there was 500 500 women in within the first month. And within the first 2 weeks that she opened her Facebook group, she had a new client from the the community that signed a $12,000 contract with her. That's incredible. Yeah, it was, yeah, uh, there was, yeah, it was incredible. Well, looking at, <clears throat> I have seen even for people that are very successful, like, like her, and she had experienced a lot of success already in her business, but there's so much resistance on what if people don't join my group? What mm-hmm. if? What am I gonna say every day? How am I gonna handle that? How am I gonna hold that container for all these incredible women? What do I tell my team to say on on daily post? And now I saw her team. They design like an intro video for her to do a live. She does a daily live show now within her Facebook group. They have daily prompts. Like we we had given her the structure of. she's like completely ran with it and then added in her own uniqueness and all of these things within the group. And it's taking off and it's incredible. It was like, what if we thought, what if we thought it's, I don't know what to say. I'm not going to do it. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And let (laughs) that fear
0: of like, you know, not getting it right or rejection Mm. um, and self doubt get in the way. And so many entrepreneurs, well, it's enough of a reason for them to, to give up or hide even, you know, and not put it out there. So I thank you for covering that. I would love to, to get even more personal with you. And I know we're both, we're both single moms. We've kind of talked a little bit about that in the live in your group, but I would love for you to talk about what it's been like for you to step into that role as a mom, right? Like we are nurturers and we're caregivers, but to also tap into that other energy, which is like, I am going to set these goals. I am going to create a, you know, a financial plan for myself and for the life that I want to live and be willing to take these take this massive action to grow my business, right? To get uncomfortable, but like balancing the two, right? Between being a mom and what that has had, what it's involved for you to not only be a mom to your daughter, but to grow this you know, empire for yourself. Like what, what do you feel like has been the greatest, I guess, um, opportunity for your growth along the way? Like the greatest transformation
1: that you've experienced? A few thi- I love this question. A few things that are coming to mind is deciding how I want to feel every day. Ooh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> I love that. I didn't expect that answer for you, but I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> that's, well, more. that's the first, that's the first one for yeah. me. Okay. And having, if, not to make it overly complicated, like I try to focus on one to two core feelings that I like to feel. So one, one of mine is affluency. And mm. feeling within affluency, that means I'm taken care of, I'm protected. I cherish myself. I cherish everything that I've worked for and everything that I have in this moment. I express gratitude every day. And feeling affluent can mean I, make, I take the time to make myself a matcha or a coffee that's really good. Like I buy high quality. I bought one or I make it myself or I go out and I walk to a cafe and I have the ritual of investing in that cup of matcha to me. So that's like a really little thing on a, on a little scale that I can do every day that then reinstills that core desired feeling that I want. So that's the first one and not letting anything get in the way of that. Mm. Right. Yeah. The, the boundaries the second I would say is getting clear on what my true strengths are and what my weaknesses, what some of my areas that I have blind spots. Emitting those, how can I have a teammate who doesn't have those blind spots and is better at it? Or maybe I don't enjoy doing certain things. I'll give an or even in within my house of how I'm running that. I'll give an example. I. I feel like when I do all the dishes or taking a lot of time to do the dishes, I could be doing a lot of other things. My daughter and I share doing the dishes. She's a teenager now. When she, let's say she's about six or seven, I started teaching her how to empty the dishwasher. And she was... (laughs) Not good at it at all. I'll Just be not, honest. <clears throat> Just not the sharp knives,
0: right? Yeah, not the sharp <laughs> knives. I, the usually, same thing.
1: I usually <laughs> hand wash the knives and then dry them. I'm pretty mm. like particular about, <laughs> yeah. about the knives. <laughs> <But> <laughs> and Because I love to cook. So I always want to have sharp knives. And yeah, teaching her how to use the knives. I took her to a little cooking class of knife skills when she was really little and educating her about why not to touch them and Mm -hmm. all those things about the knives too. But I remember when she first emptied the dishwasher, she was putting all the things on top of each other and not knowing where to put them (laughs) up. So like the first step was how do you stack all of them? And then the next, that took a while or at least a few months. And then how do you put them all up in the cabinet? And at this point when she does, when she has her dishes day, which is every other day we share throughout the week, she empties the dishwasher. So first she has to put away all the clean dishes, and then she hand washes or refills the dishwasher, and then she cleans all the countertops and makes sure that all the countertops are clean in the kitchen. And then she cleans the sink area. Well, that's taken a while to get there, but for me when i'm doing that if i was doing that every day i start to feel like why isn't anybody helping me why am i the only one who seems to care about a clean kitchen and that leads to a lot of frustration and some resentment when i know that i could be communicating transparently with her and there's times when she communicates tr- transparently with me too and says you know i have all of this homework and Can I have an IOU and you do the the dishes two or three days in a row? And I'm like, of course, or we're not feeling well. And we just communicate that with each other and are there to support one another. It doesn't mean it's that rigid, but we know that we're there to support each other with, with these things that are going on. And the house has to be managed and kept up with. But I think a lot of us, we may... Same thing with hiring a team. This leads back into business or delegating. We may put that off or have some resistance to it because we think no one's going to do it as well as us. (laughs) Right. The control. The control. And Mm -hmm. um, that leads us back into the perfectionism. I needed to be comfortable with, and the same thing for my team, of someone doing it, if they do it 70% as well as I might do it, I need to be happy with that.
0: Mm, because, I love that. Yeah.
1: yeah, but like set, setting some realistic expectations <laughs> for our kids and our team and then understanding it will improve. And a lot of it has to do with our patients, mm-hmm. how we're communicating with them and the transparency of how it will improve. And it helps if we have realistic expectations for
0: ourselves to start, <laughs> right? Because if we're expecting ourselves to do everything 100% perfectly. It's going to be a lot harder for us to be okay with 70% from someone else, but this is how we make change. This is how we create new results in our lives is like giving a little bit of flexibility. And I love, I just love those things that you covered, right? Like how do I want to feel? And these tiny little things That change the way that you feel. It's really supportive of what I call right this like future self concept. It's this self-concept of you at this next level as the CEO mom, whatever that next level is for any of us. But enjoying those little things for me, it's actually luxury sheets. (laughs) So I have some really, really nice sheets, and my bedroom is like my sacred space. So it's just how I want it. My kids don't play in there. Um, I take a lot of pride in that, you know, just like your coffee, right? But just like these little, these little ways that we can treat ourselves and it doesn't have to be big, but just like that enjoyment factor. And we get to decide like what it is for someone. It might be a bath or, um, you know, a certain skincare routine or whatever it is, but like whatever makes you feel luxurious, And then incorporating that into your routine, it makes a huge difference. So I love that. And then I talk a lot about outsourcing. So I'm so glad you mentioned that delegating right to our Mm -hmm. kids, but also the way that we respect our own time and the way that we view our time and our energy. And I, um, I have house cleaners that come, they don't come like every week, but it's, it's a better use of my time to outsource certain things like that mm-hmm. where it, you know, instead of me spending hours doing it, but it's just a different way of of valuing our time and our energy and getting resourceful. Right? Yes. Um, my my five-year-old loves to swim for the floor. So for now, as long as she loves doing it, like she does that every other weekend when we're and we, you know, we each have a little um, task that we do. And for 30 minutes, we, we do a little bit of tidying up and they love it. And it doesn't leave me feeling resentment that, well, I'm the only Mm -hmm. one who can do this. Like we work Mm -hmm. as a team. It's like me and my two sidekicks. And there's so much value in getting resourceful in our lives. There is
1: another thing that was coming to mind that I feel like I should mention is not being too hard on yourself with needing to do all the things as a mom, like I would mentioned to you that I, I know I'm not great at decorating or like party planning. <laughs> I'm not good Me at it. Me neither. That's a limit. That's a, but there's other women in my family that are incredible at it. So I can ask them, yes. hey, would you mind to come over a little bit more early? You know, I'm not good at this. I don't know where to put streamers or to put balloons or any of that. Yes. So I, I'm told like just admitting, being vulnerable and admitting that to some other women. And, and as we do that, it, it, it's like a no brainer than moving forward. I don't even need to say that anymore. They're like, Oh, Hey, can I, can I come over a little bit more early because they find joy in it.
0: <laughs> and you know what I love about that is that your
1: daughter gets to
0: see you receiving mm-hmm. and not just giving, 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 doing, and like feeling exhausted and wiped out and, and doing something you don't enjoy. It's this That's like, true. because it's it's like that feminine energy, the woo side a little bit, but like, and what what we have to do to welcome abundance, right, and to practice that mindset is like we have to be willing to receive and so many moms, we, it's like, we start out with just feeling like we have to do it all and we don't ask for help. Mm. Mm. And even if we do, we don't even receive the help very well. Oh, right? it's so true. Yeah. So practicing that is,
1: mm-hmm. is
0: really, it's a, it's a, it's been a big shift for me. Um, I just yes. was t- telling you how I went on vacation and I, I practiced that more than I ever have taking a trip like that. And it, it felt so like, I can't even like renewing to me. Hmm. So yeah, I think you can, we can use that in every day of our lives, even birthday parties.
1: (laughs) Yes. There was another example I felt called to share too recently. Well, sleepovers just started happening again. Mm -hmm. This COVID is getting better or like, like things are opening up more. So I allowed her to have a sleepover with two other little girls and well teenagers now Mm -hmm. like okay we have to figure out where they're gonna sleep and I need you to be creative about who's gonna sleep where and talk to them about it like that's your thing now Mm. and then also something that really I was very transparent with her it's like something that kind of stresses me out after I love having your friends over and I love that you guys are pretty much self-contained and do your own thing and I can even a lot of times get some work done or get a few things done and be in my room or maybe watch my favorite show or I have some me time even because they're Mm -hmm. older now but something that stresses me out is there seems like there's a lot of dishes after your (laughs) friends leave (laughs) and the whole kitchen because they're eating meals there right Mm -hmm. and cups and plates and Oh, what do you feel about that? Do you feel that I need to be the one who does all of them after they leave because I'm the one hosting your friends here? Or what, what would you feel like would make me feel more compelled to say yes to hosting the sleepover? Mm-hmm. Great question, yeah. And she's like, oh, I got it, I got it. I'll do all yeah. of them.
0: <laughs> and you totally put the ball in her court mm-hmm. and she made that decision. That's so empowering for her too. And it, you know what that shows me is that she is reciprocating what you've given to her and you guys work as a team and she's like very willing to easily reciprocate that. That's, that's incredible. I mean, and we, I know we talked a little bit before we're kind of running down on a low on time, but about how you've set this example as a business owner and you're now starting like bringing her in to opportunities in your business um, and that's that's amazing, and that she wants to, right? She probably it's her, is proud her her idea. Yes, her oh idea gosh.
1: about a year and a half ago. She said, "I'm ready to start supporting you and your business, and how much like if you would like to pay me or what or, or train me at first, and maybe not pay me as much, and then as I learn how to do things, and you can pay me, and even." Some of her friends want to do some things too <laughs> for my business because that's a way that they can make a little extra spending money when they're walking around together and want some chips and a Coke or chips and a drink. They, how are they going to get that money? I, I really want her to, she has her own bank account now too. So I, I want her to understand how that feels to be spending her own money, how far it goes, and what that feels like to receive it and then decide how she wants to spend it. So when she starts getting lower on money, she gets really motivated to <laughs> make a little bit more money in her account.
0: She's going to be telling the story of her mom as a business owner and how she watched you grow your business and make all these powerful decisions for so many years. And what you're teaching her is just so invaluable. That's, it's you're such a great example of that, and mine being young, it, just to hear you share that, um, I shared with you before is there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of power in that. Yes,
1: it's, I feel there's a lot of power in it her be, it being her idea as well, I yeah. aim, I didn't want her to feel any pressure that she had to help me in my business. Oh it was it was beautiful to hear that she wanted to. I'm like, mm-hmm. how, how can I support you? I asked her a few times, hey, would you mind doing this and that? Like, can you do this on the phone if you have a little bit of free time? But if there was a lot of resistance, it's like, okay, you know, I, I want you to be doing it with joy and feel motivated to do it. Just like we would rather our employees or teammates feel that they're in their expertise and that's something that they're good at. So for her to try to find okay I'm really good at this and this is really the areas that I would like to support you do you have something like that with a client that I can support on and I and I did and making that fit together with her that really that flows a lot when we are in our expertise in yes. our strength.
0: Oh that's so great. <laughs> oh I love it. And there's just so many takeaways from that. Um, but so Please share with our moms here in the group where they can get in touch with you. And you have a podcast as well. So tell them the best way to
1: yes. find you. Well, it's empirelifeacademy.com. And you'll see when you go on the menu, there's the podcast, the best selling book is there too. We recently put all of the podcast videos on the website. So that there's like tons of, I, for the last four years, there's tons of free content and hearing from experts in their field. And we're also on Spotify and iTunes for the Empire Life podcast. We have an amazing blog too, tons of articles and resources. If you want to publish a book or have more in-depth personal development kind of stories and hearing from women just like you and and their journeys. There's so much valuable content there. Oh my gosh. And we know you have (laughs) all the tech pieces sorted out. So I love it. So (laughs) yes.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and your journey and just the awesome takeaways. I know it's been helpful to other CEO moms here. So. Allison, it has been great to connect with you again. I am certain there are going to be lots more opportunities, so um, we will be in touch, but thanks again for being here. Thank you too, Kate.